All right, everybody. Thanks for coming out for the podcast and set. Uh, my, my guest this week is Mr. James Quesada. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. Uh, now, we talked, we just met, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you say you've been doing this for about seven and a half years. Yeah, I started at the tail end of 2009. Uh, doing improv, that is. Yeah. Uh, and you're doing it, and you're from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you're from originally? Yeah, I mean the southeast Michigan area. I moved around a lot growing up, but um, right now I live in, in Detroit, and uh, I've generally lived in southeast Michigan growing up. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> and where do you do this in Detroit? What, what, what got you started? <clears throat> well, uh, what got me started was a class that I took in college um, at Eastern Michigan. Um, it was like a... It was more of an applied improv and role play for teachers as part of uh, mostly for the education program. But I, I took it as a theater elective and uh, I met a guy that was um, doing improv up at one of the theaters in the area called Go Comedy Improv Theater. That's in Ferndale, which is just north of Detroit. All right. Uh, so I went out there and I got roped in immediately. And um, as of right now, there's a few other theaters in the general area. There's uh, the Planet Ant and uh, Hamtramck, which is a city within the city of Detroit. Right. Okay. Uh, and there's also Pointless Improv Theater out in Ann Arbor. And uh, there's also a comedy sports also in Ferndale. Well, that just reminded me, I, I did a show in Detroit. Jesus, uh, this must have been 15, 20 years ago. Uh, but I remember it was, a, it was downtown and it was empty. Was it at the, where was it? Uh, I can't remember the name of the theater, but I'm like literally, it was like a couple blocks from the stadium. Okay. Uh, so that's downtown, right? I mean, that's yeah. And the, the <clears throat> second city used to be in Hockey Town, which is like right across from the stadium. Uh, no, this was the, the outdoor stadium, whatever. Isn't I'm not a, a sports guy, so I, I uh, I'm like I think I'm, you're talking about Comerica Park. It's funny. Or I'm not Tiger that stadium. big of a sports guy. <laughs> either, but I know this was like a big outdoor stadium, as I recall. Uh, like where, wherever they play baseball in Detroit, it's it's got to be either Comerica Park or you know. I, I, okay, I, but <laughs> in any case, I'm I was thinking this is downtown Detroit. Okay, but it was just, I just remember because I hope Detroit's doing better because it was it was I was amazed. Like if, if I go to downtown anywhere else, there are people. Yeah. So so you said about 15 years ago. Yeah. So that's 2002. It had to be it had to be Second City um, in in Hockey Town, which yeah, that's no. I, I wasn't doing a, a, a comedy. I wasn't doing a. An improv. Oh, you were just hanging out. I was doing a, sh- I was doing a different kind of no. show. No, okay. I'm- I was doing someone else's one-man show, actually. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, but it was, I, I just remember being downtown, just being like like a ghost town. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, No, it's kind of crazy. I, I talk about it, because uh, I've only been living in Detroit proper for um, about a year, and uh, I, I walk around a lot, and it's crazy. Sometimes there's like this, this, um, crossroads between Ford Field, which is the football stadium, and, and Comerica. Maybe and that I was, was it. I was walking in the, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it was but, one um, of those fucking stadiums. But I was walking in the, in the, in the area, and yeah, I could, I could look uh, every direction and not see a single person. Yeah. In the middle of the day, too. I mean, it was, it was a weekday, but I, yeah. you know, I've been in Chicago, New York, and places like Baltimore, or like larger cities, and um, during, during weekdays, and there's like people. But I mean, it's, I, I don't know. It's also, uh, uh, th- th- that area in particular is, is like, there's, you know, not, Right, right where the stadiums meet. Unless there's a game going on, there's not always uh, a ton of reason to, to be down there. A lot of the business areas are um, uh, off of 
in other directions. Right. Okay. Well, I my thoughts are with Detroit. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm sure. That, I, I remember I, when Detroit. I'm sorry. This reminds me of a couple of Detroit things. I remember hearing on? years later where they were offering to pay people, like to come live in there, live there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there was some kind of incentive going down uh, on down there. Maybe maybe there was like a might have been something like Quicken Loans or uh, a company or I, I don't know. Maybe maybe real estate was. Um, incentivizing people to live and work in Detroit, yeah. Yeah, I can remember there, uh, some, uh, some comedy team was going to like, all right, because they're going to pay like $75,000 a year or something. All right, let's, let's, all, <laughs> let's all go there and live in a house and write a, a show about living in Detroit yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for a year in a house, uh, which they had bigger fish to fry, fortunately for them, I suppose. But I always thought that was just crazy. Uh, so again, I hope Detroit's feeling better. Honestly, uh, yeah, it's doing great. It's a, it's a, there's, there's a lot of development going on down there. I know there's a lot of uh, perception of it being kind of uh, desolate and abandoned and broken down, but it is absolutely on uh, the upswing, and especially on like Woodward is the uh, kind of uh, main stem that that goes uh, through it all, and there's a ton of stuff being, you know, storefronts and, and whatever opening up, uh, which is pretty exciting. Okay, and you said you met Brian, who books the show, mm-hmm. uh, at Camp Improv Utopia. Yeah. Uh, how was how, how was that experience? I've I've actually I've I've never been, but I've heard nothing but wonderful things about it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's uh, I went to the East Camp, so there, there's um, Improv Utopia West, there's East, and there's like a form specific camp uh, called Camp Yosemite. Um, uh, so I went to the East one out in Pennsylvania, and it was a blast. It was really, it was really awesome. I got, I got the chance to teach a workshop there as part of the instructor um, list, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's just an amazing thing. It, it's, it's basically taking a bunch of uh, uh, people who are uh, super excited about improv and um, locking them, uh, locking them in a camp for uh, a four-day weekend, and it, it's a blast. You just get to kind of nerd out and um, have fun, and all the all the cool. You know, warm, fuzzy stuff about just being at camp on top of all the warm, fuzzy stuff about being an improv um, collide in a super cool way. <laughs> it, just, it just it reminds me, like, uh, my camp experience, when I was uh, about nine or ten, my, my mom asked me if I wanted to go to camp with one of my big brothers. Now, my brothers are all quite a bit older than me. I think my youngest brother is six years older than me. And I'm like, that'd be great. I'll go, yeah, I'll go to camp with, with Peter. That's my, my brother, Peter. And I'm just thinking, I'm going to camp. And it was, what it was, it was Ray Myers basketball camp. And it was up in Three Lakes, Wisconsin. And I'd never seen a basketball before. Uh, basically, I, 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 I had, to my knowledge, prior to that, I had never played basketball. <laughs> you say to uh, your knowledge? Yeah. Like my, you might have done it without knowing? I don't, I, I don't remember ever... <laughs> playing basketball before then gotcha okay uh but i'm just going to camp with my brother and you know it's this kind of camp where you get up like seven in the morning and you have breakfast and then you do some basketball drills Mm -hmm. and then you know you 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 go to different courts and you do different drills on each court and then you have lunch and then you pick teams for the afternoon game and there's a whole day just basketball and you play basketball uh and i I was hands down the worst kid in that camp (laughs) Uh, the, 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 the first year I went, uh, I remember coming to my brother after about a week 
And he's like, hey, how, how, how do you like camp? And I'm like, it's okay. We sure, <laughs> seem, to play, we sure yeah. seem to play basketball a lot. Uh, I, I, I was like, this is, camp seems to be just basketball. I was right. on the horseback riding. Or, so you know, <laughs> did, you, did you get um, – at what point did you know that it was – actually a basketball-specific camp? Were you, were, you, were you under the impression that, like, that's what camp is when people say they're going to camp now? You're, you're like, Oh, no, I, I think at some point, probably toward the end of it, or, or, or maybe when I got home or something. <laughs> but, I, but I remember it, it, it did. I was just like, oh, I guess camp is just basketball. That's so funny. It's, it, it's not the movie, sure, lie about camp. Yeah. Uh, warning your friends. Like, yeah, camp is just basketball all day, every day. Heard you going to camp, man, just so you know. Oh, yeah. You do a lot of basketball. And it's summer. Bring gym shorts. It's summer. You're outside <laughs> playing on these, uh, like these granite courts or asphalt courts. And I've got one pair of, you know, Converse shoes. Uh, so my feet, which had never been put through basketball drills before, are just covered in blisters, right? Yeah, I bet. Uh, it was miserable, uh, but it was basketball. It was funny because I remember Ray Meyer, who, whose, whose camp it was, said to my brother at one point, not knowing he was my older brother, he was watching me play in the afternoon games, and he goes, you see that kid right there, Pete? His mom loves him. <laughs> No good at basketball. He's, he's, it's almost like he was sent here without knowing what he was getting himself like, into. Uh, I went to I went to a camp for uh, nine weeks um, when I was uh, in my early twenties, and I just went. I, I wanted. I want. I, I heard that you could, you know, make a decent dollar off of being a camp counselor for uh, summer camps, and I was like, well, maybe I'll, I'll look into like maybe theater camps or see what I might be able to do. And I went to a camp as a storyteller. Um, there was one of the two camps that called me based on my resume, which is really just a bunch of theater stuff. And, uh, I had storytelling on there and, uh, it, the camp that called me was a sports camp for, for like ages six to 15. Um, and they were like, we want you to come to the sports camp to be a storyteller. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So first of all, Wait a minute. I, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they, so they have, uh, in addition to all the sports that the kids do, they have extracurriculars too and so they have like a theater and music director and they have arts and crafts and they wanted me to go around to the bunks uh <laughs> and like entertain the kids with stories um and I was like absolutely I'll do that um but uh yeah I didn't I didn't really uh know what to bring period uh, aside from the, the sports stuff I, I I got there and uh they set me up in my in my bunk in the counselor bunks and it was just a mattress. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't bring any bedding. <laughs> like, so I had, to, I had your, to sleep just in my You to bring your clothes, own bedding. Like, for the first night. And then, and then we went into town, and I, I just bought, like, a bunch of, you know, bedding. comforter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's stuff to sleep through the night on. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I was just thinking, actually, I, I then went, I think my parents realized they had duped me. Uh <laughs> That, that that first year, but they 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 could they, they I was out of their hair for two weeks, uh, and I was a rotten kid, so I probably deserved it. As it as it happened, I caught fire with basketball, and I loved it. Oh, cool! So by the next year, when I went back to that camp, I was in my age group. I was the best kid in camp. Nice. Uh, so that's all I did was from that point I was play ball. But I remember, like I think it was the following year, they also sent me to a camp that was like even more like it was more than camp. It was like five weeks, and you went to Colorado. I'm from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you stayed at some abbey. Uh, 
And from there, you went up into the mountains and you camped in the mountains and you, you studied Indian stuff and you made Indian stuff. Uh, and you rode horses through the mountains and uh, it was like super camp. And I, is this the same situation? You like didn't know that all that was going to be involved? No, no. no. Hey. What, was, what was funny to me was not once at all, during that entire camp did, they, did I see a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> And to me, well, to me, it was it was kind of funny to me because that's all I wanted to do was play some basketball oh at that point. It's unbelievable. You 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 went now you went to this camp and you're and you're like this why like where's the basketball? Where's the basketball? That's what camp is all we're doing is riding horses and going up into the mountains and doing crafts. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was funny. I just I, I just think I haven't thought of this in years. But that was actually basketball at that point. I was about 11, it was like the only thing I was good at. So I was just like, I want to do that because yeah. I'm not good at the, these arts things that, these, that we're doing here or whatever. Uh, although I think I got to be a brave. I think you start like a papoose. And, and it, and it, and, this is at the camps? At the camp. Okay. And if you, don't, if you basically don't kill yourself, you get to be a brave. Well, yeah. Start, uh, starting with reason number one, they call you papoose. Right. That's that's the first level. You started as a papoose. I, th I think you started as a papoose. That we would make fun of you because you're because you're a papoose. And then, well, I think you're a papoose. And then, if if you make like a an Indian chest piece and a headpiece, then you're a brave. Uh, it's like okay, so I but but then you had to make like one more thing to become a warrior, and I nah, fuck that. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm cool being a brave. A brave. Yeah. What's the difference between a brave and a warrior? Yeah, just trying to <laughs> get out of the papoose world. Yeah. <clears throat> uh. But yeah, it was fucking, I hadn't thought about it in years, the fact that there was, oh, I remember at, at that camp, because the kids are up there for five weeks, right? Mm -hmm. And we were staying primarily, we were staying in the Abbey, except almost every week we went up into the mountains and did just crazy cool stuff. Uh, but the, you know, the counselors, uh, when, the, my, when my parents came to visit, they brought my brother, it was the same brother actually, and he said he was going through the dorm we were staying in, and there were counselors just taking toothpaste bottles and just squeezing them out to make it look like the kids had been brushing their teeth. <laughs> because otherwise they would get in trouble for not getting the kids to brush their teeth. Right, because oh no, no, the kids weren't brushing their teeth. Because uh, your kids, I thought that was funny. Was like, yeah, Let's make it look like these kids have been brushing cover their teeth. Cover your tracks, man. What was that? Got to cover your tracks. Oh. Squeeze this toothpaste down. Uh, all right, it was funny. Actually, when you said a minute ago, I... I I went to camp when I was 20-something. I was like, you can go to camp when you're 20-something? And he said, as a counselor, I'm like, oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. That makes more sense. Well, to me, it'd be cool. Well, you can if you go to Camp yeah. Improv, Improv Utopia. Utopia. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound like a lot of fun. Just, it, it seems like it would be too short for me. Because like, I, I love the idea of that, but to me, it's like I'd, I'd want at least a week. Yeah. To, and I'd want more stuff. Right. Sure I, if, if I went there, I'd be like, man, this is a lot of improv. <laughs> Well, there is a lot of other where's stuff. Where's the they, they, they actually, I, I actually, to be honest, um, I wanted more uh, uh, improv. Um, there's tons of improv that goes on, but um, there's also lots of, you know, they, they have lots of activities um, scheduled and all, and all that stuff too. Um, and, and just like free time and, and whatnot. But they, I think it's five workshops that you get to do. And that's over um, the four-day weekend, which is awesome. I mean, uh, to, 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 and the, the instructors that, Nick Armstrong puts uh, together uh, just an A list of uh, people teaching workshops. 
So it was really, really great. Um, but yeah, if anything, I, I would uh, want there to be, I was a little deterred because I knew that there was a lot of other camp stuff and I'm not a super outdoor, outdoorsy person. So I'm like, uh, if, so long as I get a heaping dose of improv while I'm there, uh, that'll make it worth it for me. Yeah, I think it would be fun though. Like, I remember like when I was coming up, if some of the people that I had looked up to then, just the idea of like going canoeing with, you know, Dave Pasquazi. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just the, or fishing with him. Just like, what's, what's, what's that conversation going to be like? Right. Yeah. Although I suspect with him, if I was, <laughs> now I'm imagining if I was fishing with Pasquazi and if I tried to start talking, he'd be like, shh, <laughs> fishing. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm going to scare the fish. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It's 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 like that. I mean, everybody who goes, uh, well, not not like the the shush uh, Pasquazi story, but uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's an opportunity to hang out and and talk with a lot of people that are eager to talk about improv and um, including the instructors. Um, I kind of had to get over that because sometimes I I talk too much. I feel about improv with people who are maybe like burnt out on it, <coughs> at least on the conversation of it. Um, but, you know, when it comes to usually at like festivals or especially at, at the improv camp, um, that's what people are there to do. So so it's cool to, you know, like Joe Bill or Jamie Moyer will, will, will be there and they're so cool. And you're like, you want to talk about improv? And they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to talk about improv. Let's talk about improv. And that's it's, all it, it's great. Do. Yeah. Uh, I used to like, I used to drink quite a bit. Uh <laughs> At, at 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 the bar, basically, at like the I.O. or or the I.O. West. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, I'm a I'm a chatty drunk. Uh, and I always thought, you know, if, if you want to take my class, all I got to do is hang outside the bar because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go out there for a cigarette <laughs> and start talking about improv and not shut up until I fucking leave. <laughs> uh, you say you like talking. What do you like to talk about in improv? Like, what's the stuff that really ex- that excites you? I guess. Well, I really love I love talking about um, form, and I love talking about uh, the crossover between improv and uh, lifestyle, and I love just the personal challenge to that it, that it has an endless learning curve. So there's always so much to kind of um, get, dig into and talk shop about, like how how to, how to make it better, or like uh, how to make it easier, or how to have more fun, like. Just yeah, I mean, chat it, it up. I was thinking what you said. I, I didn't understand the crossover between improv and lifestyle. What do you mean by that? Uh, just the, the things that improv has to offer for, you know, your, your uh, like as as a, as a life philosophy of, um, you know, really listening and okay, uh, yeah, being there it's, for the people you're with. Yeah, I, I was I always thought it was a it would be a good religion. As far I, as yeah, I think it is. I think we're all in denial that it's is, pretty it's got much some that. great basic. Tenants. Um, all right, guys, I thought you were talking about something like just, uh, I, okay, that I understand. I thought you were <laughs> Like improv fashion or something? Like. Yeah, I was like, I was like your, your lifestyle. It's, 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 right. I've, I've, I've never gone that angle on it. Gotcha, okay. Uh, my lifestyle in improv. Yeah. It's like how I dress, I guess. Yeah. You know, currently. I hang out until 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, that's, that's, that's my, my that's lifestyle. My lifestyle. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the improv lifestyle. I, I walk from one theater to the other. That's the improv lifestyle. That's right. I'm taking multiple classes with multiple instructors on multiple philosophies. That's the improv lifestyle. I think that screws a lot of people up. Multiple I, philosophies? 
Well, I, no, I, I think taking multiple things at the same time. I think improv is sort of like poetry in this sense that there's so much to any given lesson that is more than you can completely take in and own immediately that, you know, throwing it in with a bunch of other seemingly potentially contrary things, even though I think most improv things want you, you can find out how they actually agree Mm -hmm. uh, more than they disagree. But I think getting all that noise in your head at once makes it hard to, to see the line that you were trying to read in the first place, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so how do you balance that with um, the other end of it, which is getting too hung up on mastering a particular form or philosophy, like like getting, you know what I mean, like 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 burnt, not burnt out necessarily, but uh, just too fixated or um, maybe like perfectionist about like, oh, I got to get Herald right or I got to get the uh, UCB philosophy right. Um, well, I think you just kind of a tunnel vision. I think every person will have their own... Uh, basic judgment of that it's like you study it's like for me the opportunities back when i was studying weren't as far ranging i mean there were two places to study long form in the world and they were basically both in chicago about a mile apart um but i remember i studied one place and then i pretty much you know had what they were going to tell me so i went to another place uh and I stayed there, and I and I learned what they had to tell me. Basically, I, I I see people taking like three different schools simultaneously, and I'm just like, how much effort can you re- can you really give to what you're learning right now when your focus is so divided? Yeah. Uh, now, I think you know that's a classic. I mean, it, it's part of a classic. I don't know if it's a dilemma, but it's a thing I've I've thought about in in. in in this art uh, like when I came through there was less opportunity but that meant you stuck together more and for longer yeah right so and that sticking together is the reason why a team like the one I was on got to the place they were uh, whereas now it's like you, you can perform on multiple teams in multiple theaters uh, which back then was you know unheard of if you played in a different team you were a traitor uh so like the which is better for you the the broader you know the the more opportunity uh or the sticking to something until it's done uh and i'd have to say from my experience i would say it's better to stick to something to, to at least to the point till you feel like all right i think i've got what i'm going to get from this and then learn something else uh, but to try and do it all at once, I, I think it, I think it's detrimental, mm-hmm. uh, to the, it, it's detrimental to that individual's process. I, 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 th- I think it, uh, it would probably confuse and, and hinder that process. Yeah, I, I agree with that, especially at least in my experience with the Metro Detroit improv community, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, it's it's continuing to develop, so uh, it's not as much like this now as it, as it used to be, but there was definitely a time when um, you could you had a lot of stage opportunity, and um, so people, but not a really high rehearsal 
uh, ethic. So right. uh, that wasn't really in, in, in the culture. So what people would do is basically use uh, <clears throat> the stage for trying things out, different combinations of people or different forms and stuff. And so you're just kind of like this revolving door of uh, different combinations of uh, the same people. And uh, and then sometimes, uh, you know, <coughs> even, even when that's not so much the case and there is um, a, a rehearsal culture, there's still people who are, like my, myself included, I went through a phase where I was just saying yes to everything and feeling uh, sp spread thin, but not wanting to turn anything down because I, I just never stopped wanting more. Um, but then at a certain time, I uh, had to really take a look at how much I was getting out of each individual thing and then narrow it down to get more out of less. And so, and that, that's something that I try to, uh, like, you're, like you're talking about, pass on to people that are coming up in you know, student, student body of our theaters and, and community. I got some really great advice uh, personally from um, the owner of, one of the owners of uh, Go Comedy, which is uh, to just pick two things, two things. Um, maybe, 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 and I don't know, this is PJ Jacob's um, uh, good friend of mine, but um, I don't know if in his mind the reason he would say that is, is because if maybe it has to do with um, if you only are doing one thing, maybe that you get kind of, um, you risk being bogged down in trying to accomplish the, the goal and you, you feel, you can maybe end up feeling trapped. Uh, but if you do more than two things, then yeah, you're kind of juggling focus on, on too much. Uh, and that, I took that advice and that did work out for me. It's just to kind of pick two main focuses and let that be, let that be enough. That's interesting. It did, it's something just occurred to me that I don't think it, it has ever occurred to me before in this way. I was just talking off the top of my head where the idea of like when people, especially like in comedy, they, they focus on one aspect or even in improv specifically, they focus on one way and sort of poo-poo another classically long form versus short form. Uh, and I, I was just thinking you shouldn't be able to make fun of something unless you've mastered it. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I, I get that a lot with the with the Herald. People kind of shit on the Herald. Uh, it's don't like group do games or, or whatnot. It's like pull one off. Yeah, yeah. Do do it really well. Like the, I mean, everyone everyone in the in the uh, the, the 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 legends of uh, the the improv community um, have all uh, mastered Herald. That's uh, or or at least done enough to to know the ins and outs of it to know have it uh, really intimate. Um, feeling on why they don't like it if they if they end up not liking it or not preferring it yeah right i, I mean i like I, yeah. I don't i don't I, I hate it do you i just yeah i i i never want to do another herald in in, in my life um i i see its place in history and i i know that it, i know it can be a great tool for instruction i know that it uh can be done well in in, in performance me personally, I find it restrictive. Uh, I find the idea of, you know, you have to, I mean, and, and that's if you're doing a strict herald. Right. Uh, and most teams that do herald, they learn the herald and then they learn how to break it so that they're not st stuck by it. Like the best, her the best quote unquote heralds I ever did were with the family when we finally broke the form and just our heralds didn't look anything like heralds. Yeah. Well, when was it that the Herald became strict? Like, because to, to me, I uh, learned the Herald at, with the what I now uh, understand is called in certain places the Training Wheels Herald, which is the opener beats game beats uh, game run. 
right? Yeah, it's uh, an opening three scenes, game, three scenes, game, three scenes. Right. So, or yeah, I guess uh, beats. Um, I, I meant uh, it's, uh, scenes. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, 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 multi, it's, it's games. It's a combination of short form games. Right. Yeah. Uh, into a longer piece. Sure, yeah. Which also strikes me as, especially since I was part of that era of poo-pooing short form, uh, which was funny because I had learned it first. Uh, but I was, no, no, I do long form because I'm an artist. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, and, you know, to be honest, I was kind of aware of like, but isn't here, it's an opening. That's a game. Yeah. Right? Time dash with three scenes. Yeah. That, that's a game. Split up by, you know, two games. Uh, this, this is a bunch and of when, games. And when you first learned it, was that was that the structure that was definitive of Harold? <clears throat> that was the structure that was the that was the Harold opening three scenes, game three scenes, game three scenes. Uh, however, you you know the I mean that's what it's the, how you played the beats had had some variation, but that was the structure of it. Right. So, I mean, the, the thing that w- really piques my interest is, is that, um, you know, we don't, we don't do a lot of uh, Herald in the Detroit community. And, um, you, you know, I, I went back and just kind of checked out of curiosity to, in truth and comedy what, what, how it's defined. And the first thing is that there's no rules, right? In, in, the, in the book, as it's introduced, they're like, uh, first thing you got to understand about the Herald is no rules. But generally, this is how it goes and then describes the that structure right but so i'm just kind of curious uh if if like in its uh development if if kind of you know you like the idea of it of the strict structure or the definition of of harold kind of became uh how that how that came to be if if like the, there's <clears throat> uh, something more uh liberal that's um in it that that maybe it uh has kind of lost with that strict structure well i think in the in, in the history of things, it's like the, like the, the Herald is the product of Sharna Helper and, and Del Close, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's like Del had been playing with the, some kind of idea with Harold for years. <clears throat> then he got together with Sharna and they put short foreign games into this sort of non-form that Del had played with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they came up with this structure for the Herald. Uh, now that, to me, like the in, in the simplest, most basic ways, opening three scenes, game three scenes, game three scenes. And uh, what what it was is like, all right, what is the opening? You get a suggestion. Now, what does that suggestion imply or invoke? What can we free associate uh, in sort of exploring it? And in that free in that free association. What reality do we create, uh, or what part of our reality do we access? Because you can't explore everything in 30 minutes, uh, but you can explore something. Uh, so basically, to me, the opening sets up the world that you're then going to explore. Uh, the thing that I think separated Harold from most short form was that it was decidedly in its in in its in the the time I learned it, you were supposed to. It was the exploration of a relationship across time. That's what each scene was. Uh, the game was also present, but it was really just like, what? Well, how is this relationship affected across time? 
uh, that's an exploration. So that's, that furthers the exploration of the reality that you in, invoked in your opening. Uh, and the games really were just like, all right, there were some ideas in the opening that were more suited for sort of two-person or more relationship-based scenes. Uh, and then there were some ideas in the opening that were more suited for a larger game, like History Of or something like that. Uh, and so you'd, you'd use the game slots to explore those larger ideas. Um, and then the idea of that, that last three beats was, all right, now what does all, you know, with all of this, what other threads can we find where, you know, these are related or they have things in common? Uh, basically, what else might we do in, in sort of at the end saying, here's what we're trying to say? Uh, you also had the option back then, you could circle back to your opening and just redo your, your, redo sort of the ending of your opening, now informed by the piece. Uh, so, so that's how you could look at Harold as like more than just opening three scenes, game, three scenes, game, three scenes. Mm. Uh, but it still is opening three scenes, game, three scenes, game, right. three scenes. <clears throat> um, yeah, and I, I, I don't, again, the, the only team... I ever saw that was like really, really good at doing a what I would say is a strict herald was Blue Velveeta. Yeah, I've heard you talk about them. I, I, yeah. I love uh, hearing about the, the the yeah. That's I'm really curious about like the first uh, some of the first teams that were doing it. So yeah, yeah what, what made them the best that that you had ever seen to do a strict herald to follow you know to make sure opening three scenes game three but because you could do that well but you had to be fast enough funny enough talented enough ensemble enough uh interesting enough uh to make it happen uh and disciplined enough and they were they, they were an exceptional crew and like the like like the family which came after them uh you know our shows were i i you know I enjoyed them more. I'll, I'll, I'll say, but the, they were completely different. We we sort of we broke the form. We turned it in. Our heralds were more like a deconstruction and a movie happening at the same time. Uh, so you were still doing herald. <clears throat> we were. It was called a herald. We, okay. We'd get a suggestion. Well, because I'm, I'm, the, the reason I <laughs> right. <laughs> we claimed. Um, I mean, it was in a herald slot. Right. <laughs> the, the reason I ask is because. Um, I, I'm curious. Del Close was directing the family, right? Correct. So, um, when when the family moves away from at the end, he was. Well, starting when, out, who was when the family was doing Harold's? Uh, Del wasn't our. Del wasn't. Del wasn't directing us. Okay. Del had taught us, and we had a, a myriad of, you know, elder elders in the community who were our, our directors or our coaches, our team coach. Uh, but Dell didn't start directing us till after we had done <clears throat> some some of my favorite work with the family, which was the, what we were what what we called our heralds. Okay. And with days we we usually we'd if we'd I remember one just in particular like as far as like the direction we were moving, the, the audience yelled bunnies, and you know we're thinking all right, do an opening, and so we're, we're and this is six. Pre I, I was the smallest guy in the family. And I'm six foot, like almost 200 pounds. Uh, so it's a bunch of big guys standing there. And the bunnies, we all start going, 
I'm a bunny. I'm, I'm a bunny too. We're all just standing there going, I'm a bunny. And we did that for like 15 seconds. And then I was like, I was like all right, like, fuck it. Let's I'm do scenes. Because uh, at times, I think that's how, how, how we, I know it's how I felt about openings. Openings, like it, it takes its own, like I think we did some really great openings. We did some really just openings like that. Where it was just like, fuck openings. Uh, one of my favorite pieces we did, as I recall, was the, the suggestion was uh, assassination. And Besser went to the back. There was a riser, and he got up, and he, 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 he posed as if he was pointing a, a, a rifle. Now, rule of thumb states that we should all then do that, right? But it was just a, we all stood there, and then I said, has anybody seen Besser? He's really pissed at me. <laughs> uh, and so, the, and then he shot me, and, and the entire show became an exploration of what surrounded that event, parodying every assassination we could think of. Uh, now that that form was made up in that moment, right. and it began with a completely unsupported move. Uh, well, but, you chose but that, to, to, but stay. that was a herald. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was in a herald spot. Uh, but it wasn't really a herald. Right. It was just, it was something. And to me, and improv has gotten, I think, so much better. There are so many better improvisers today than there were when I started. There were some great, legendary players when I started. Uh, but I think the average improv show, uh, you know, even, even among the, the better people at times, really was a crapshoot. You couldn't guarantee a show. You couldn't say, this show will basically be funny. Uh, and now I, I, I think the, there's just so much more that's been done that people can learn from that I think people get better faster, earlier. Uh, like when I came through, some of the things that have happened just weren't, not, weren't, con weren't possible. Uh, how do you mean? Uh, you and me doing a two-person, oh, oh. half-hour set. Gotcha. So, so, some of the things that people do. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's like th that hadn't been done. I remember watching the first four. When I saw the first four-person, I was like, how do you do a Herald? Or how do you do a long form with four people? And then I saw it with three people. It was quartet and then trio. And I was like, god damn, how do you? That's fucking pissing me off. It's so good. Right. Uh, and that's why, you know, I, I tried to go after the, the, the two-person with Zump. Mm -hmm. um, so... It's, but it's funny because back then it wasn't, it's the, the art form is that young because I am so fucking young still. Uh, yeah. You are, man. <clears throat> yeah, everybody shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got a whole life ahead of you. Yeah. But yeah, like, like I said, it, it, it's endless and I, I don't see it as being finished. So uh, like, I don't mind going back to talk about, like I still see, like we don't teach Harold here. Uh, to me, that's, I think that's, that's what I learned at the improv Olympic. I don't need to learn that. I don't, I don't need us to teach that. Uh, it's, and I kind of see it like I, I, I respect it. I see its place in history. Uh, I think there are better ways to teach people how to improvise. Uh, there are better forms now. There are smarter forms. Uh, it's still a challenge to learn it. And I, you know, I don't diss anyone or any theater for going after it. Uh, I just, it's just not my thing. Um, uh, I tend, I tend to think like 
there was a first car, I wouldn't want to buy one. Sure, yeah. Uh, th- there have been better cars built since the Model T. Right, yeah. It's a collector's <clears throat> item now. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so, yeah, I, I've, heard, I've heard you talk. I, I, I'll, I'll confess. Uh, I may have listened to every episode of this show. Um, you are a nerd. <laughs> I am. Nerd. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so I've heard you talk on here about, um, yeah, like what the, the, the <clears throat> improv developing into, you know, what's next for improv and, and uh, the discussion between like, well, is it form or is it the individual? And my understanding is that you would say that it's uh, more about the individual. Yes. Um, so uh, which I, I think is really interesting, especially in regard to duos, which is pretty much I don't I don't know how you uh, feel about uh, one person shows or whether uh we want to get into it, but, um, but with duos in my mind, because like the bread and butter of improv is two person scenes, um, is you basically got in a duo, the most, like the, you know, the smallest, uh, you know, non, it's like the atom. It's like the, the indivisible unit of improv is uh, a two person show. Um, so to me, that's a really great way to hi- uh, highlight or showcase individuals. Um, uh, uh, but, then on the other hand, my, my argument for like forums is that something like Improvised Shakespeare, which has um, sellout shows, it, it just has a concept that sounds really interesting. These guys are going to improvise a Shakespearean play. Um, so that's the kind of thing that like uh, is really appealing uh, to forums and uh, about forums in my <clears throat> mind. And, and I, unless you're like already famous, it's hard. It's a hard sell for people to come see uh, our what sound like arbitrarily named troops do a show on the pitch of it's, it's all improvised. You know what I mean? Unless there's somebody in that cast that, you know, uh, either personally or, um, you know, there's uh, the reputation of the theater and all that, but, uh, you see what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, in, in developing improv, um, duos to me showcase individuals. I think that's awesome. But larger ensembles, I think have to have a form or a concept. That's a, a selling point to, get people in the, in the door? Uh, to get people in the door, I, I would have to say that I'm not good at that. <laughs> There's I'm people just, here. I'm just, I'm, no, I'm, 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 Make some noise. That's, <laughs> no, that's never been, that, that's never been something I've, 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 I've worked out, which is un, un, unfortunate. Uh, but I'm, to me, it's like, as far as, like the idea of improvised Shakespeare, it's a great, f- fun idea. And the fact is that the, the cast, uh, that idea is only going to be as good as the people playing it. Right, but when I, when I invite people to see it when I, or encourage people, I'm not like, go see Blaine Swen. I'm like, go see improvised Shakespeare. It's an improvised Shakespeare show, and it's incredibly intelligent, uh, but also accessible, and uh, like an hour and a half of a kick-ass theatrical performance like that's that's the selling point not not anyone like in the cast like and then because then, then they're like who's blaine swan and i'm like he's he's a fucking awesome improviser right no i i i, I get it and i'm saying <clears throat> a form like that like yeah th- there is that form it's like when the family invented the movie and the deconstruction we, we we performed it for about eight months and then we said all right enough now what right right so as an artist i don't want to come up with you know you know, like, and no disrespect to long-running shows, but me personally, I wouldn't want to do the same form for years and years and years. And what I like to do now is, like, in two-person, I don't just see it as, I don't see it as, like, a, a, a showcase of the two people. I see it as an exploration with, 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 with two people. 
uh, that exploration will be as good as the two people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like for the form to be discovered that night. Right. Like, I don't like to go into a show and say, we'll do this and this and this. Like, no, no, no. We'll get a suggestion and we'll see what that makes us do. I think in a full circle way, that brings us back to what Dell's idea was initially, which was to, you know, the artist's process on stage. Right. That was right. the original yeah. idea was let's just put the process on stage. That's interesting enough. Uh, the fact is, way back then, they just, frankly, they just hadn't figured out how to do it well enough. Uh, a lot of stuff just, it's weird, but they, they hadn't, um, but now we can, yeah. uh, and we can just say, all right, well, this, cause we know enough from all these different forms that we've created we, mm-hmm. and, we, and we borrow from them, but they all have similar truths in them. Right. Uh, but to me, I, I don't need to well, do a specific I, I, I form yeah, to further I, the art. Man, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. I, I think maybe <clears throat> I used to house manage the uh, theater and I, I'm the director of the long form shows at Go Comedy and uh, or, or was. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm moving to New York uh, this summer, but um, I was uh, house managing for a few years and uh, I uh, spent the last year uh, directing all the long form programming for the for the theater. And so. Um, I guess a lot of the conversation on those two ends, uh, I'm, I, I like, there's a huge chunk of me that's very purist or altruistic about, um, the, the art and the craft and the process. But I I think it's also, um, you know, uh, developing and building a community that's going to, uh, ultimately give you the most freedom to do that. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes it feels like putting the cart before the horse, uh, in, in communities like, I mean, LA and New York and Chicago have these like, like rich, vibrant, um, embedded communities and, and like just a ridiculous amount of students and people who know, already know what improv is. Um, uh, but Detroit, um, w- which does have a, a really vibrant, thriving uh, community, our, our weekend audiences still aren't sure what they're getting themselves into, which may be true for uh, even the uh, most well-known theaters. But um, the challenge is still so often comes back to like, how can we make this um, appealing to get people in the door? Because if, if all of your shows are just the two people and it's the best show that, two, that, that nobody else ever saw, then, uh, you know, you, it's scary to think that, uh, you know, well, okay, we, if we don't compromise, we might uh, not even get to do the thing that we're after. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, don't, I have no, like, we, we put up a lot of shows here that are, you know, that get people in, in, in the door. And we put up some shows that are like this one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where it's just you and I sitting here talking for a while. There are people that, in this and, room. And, and there's, there's, like, set. there's like a dozen people here. I don't know. More like, than that. Uh, not a shabby audience. I'm, 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 all right. But the, but, the, but, the, but the point is, you like, yeah, I mean, you're talking, you're talking about different things. You're talking about what it takes to get people into the house so that you can sustain an effort to do the thing that you love. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And those are different skill sets. Uh, and as I said, I'm not good at one of them. Uh, so I, I, I have people who've helped me who are good at that or, and are, and are, are, are making that happen. Uh, my, you know, my thing is in you know, perceiving and trying to further the, the, this art form. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, I mean, I, I like, uh, yeah, I don't want you to think that I'm uh, uh, challenging the, the theater or anything. This, this, I saw one of the best shows. Your gauntlet has been thrown down, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm just saying, I find that there, there's a bunch of stuff. I've listened, like I said, I've listened to 50 some episodes of, of just uh, you talking about uh, the reason I listen to it so much is because, and I've listened to a bunch of other uh, podcasts, is that I feel like you're talking about some of the most uh, uh, relevant, significant, uh, impactful uh, topics, which is um, how improv is going to develop and um, whether or not we're ever going to be able to put it on uh, film. Um, in, in a, in a lucrative, sustainable way. Um, and whether or not, uh, uh, you can ever make truly make a living or become what is now the oxymoronic, um, uh, famous improviser. Uh, like those are really, yeah. like really, uh, that's all out there. And, and as I, as I've said, I think topics. all that circles back and begins with making the individual players, uh, better, uh, to make them, you know, I think, we, we have to be better, you know, to ourselves and to each other uh, to build that community uh, that fans out, as it, it's already fanning out, that continues to fan out. Uh, <clears throat> but I think the search for the perfect form in, as you go through this process, I don't think as, is as important as to broaden the individual player. I th- yeah, I, I agree with that, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I think... Um... I'm, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Apology. Yeah, I guess I'm just... I, uh, <laughs> Apology accepted. Let's do a set. <laughs> uh, you know what's going to happen now is me and James are going to do about 20, 25 minutes of long-form improvisation for you, and all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Brain. What was that? Brain. Brain? Brain. 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 She wants... She wants me to propose, but she's gonna leave me again. I just, I don't know why I get so nervous whenever I think of like locking it down for the rest of my life. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> let's get in my Jeep and let's just fucking go nuts. <laughs> you want me to just like leave her behind? What has she ever done for you, man, right? What? Nothing. Yeah, she loves you. I don't know. Yeah, she paid for your most of your college. <laughs> yeah. She she put she puts up with me. I guess really. And I I don't know if I've ever met anybody that does. Hey, I put up with you. Dude. <laughs> I put up with you all the time. Oh, uh, you trying to get me to marry you too? Come on. <laughs> no man, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't mean to, yeah. not like a, um, I don't mean like right. romantically. I just, we I, have like a bunch of different conversations we need to have right now. Yeah. <laughs> right, if you're afraid to marry her because you're thinking about marrying me, that's not a good reason to not marry her. I will never marry you because I am not gay. All right? I hear you. I, no, no, listen. I read this, okay, so I read this book one time, and it was like an alternate universe kind of book. Right, and they had these like, like, what if Neanderthals were still around? And they were like, in that, their world, I, they, they, they'd be wrestlers. <laughs> Probably. Neanderthals be great wrestlers, man. Super strong, short. <laughs> really strong hugs. Wow, you look, you look at that. Hear me out. Listen, listen, listen. Hear me out. So, so, so the Neanderthals, 
didn't have all these hang-ups on relationships, right? They, they were like, how do you, how do you know that? Okay. <laughs> uh, Neanderthal, from what I understand, like they used to hit women to get them. Like knock them out and drag them to the cave. What kind of sci-fi are you reading? I'm mostly cartoons, man. <laughs> See, every caveman I've ever seen, like clonk and drag. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's pretty much what he wants. Is like a traditional relationship. <laughs> One conversation, okay. Why hasn't he asked him yet? I don't know. Just every time, every time I bring every, him up, he just like starts done, shaking like a leaf. You've done everything for him. I know. <sighs> I depleted most of my funds putting him through college. What's he going to do with a creative writing degree, you know? Look, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> but you should leave him. <laughs> leave him? Yes, you should leave him. We should get in my cheap. <laughs> we should just drop, leave town for like a week and go to like Malibu. Gosh. Uh, if only David were so impulsive. You know, the willingness to just go for a full week and just be the two of us together. I should be trying to get you to marry me. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's. Do you mean that? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, hypothetically. Because I will marry you right fucking <laughs> Would you? Yes, I'll yes, I'll fucking marry you. No. Are you serious? Yes. Yes, I'm serious. Are you serious? I mean, I I, I just sometimes I feel you, you have so little time to back out of this. <laughs> okay. Like, I am super excited right now for this turn of events. Because mm -hmm. okay. I am I am so Super gay. <laughs> and I didn't even know you had that possibility. If you do, then it's on. Look, I don't know where it came from. David was telling me about this sci-fi novel he was reading, okay? Hear me out. There was, there, he, the way he says it is that there's this world of Neanderthals, Ooh. right? As if they, I know, icky. Just like, gross, right? Yeah, I'd much rather have a cro magnet man. Ugh. Neanderthals had those bad heads. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at any rate, they didn't have all these hang-ups on, on relationship and stuff. So everybody in the Neanderthal world had one uh, partner that was of the opposite gender so they could procreate. And they had one partner that was of the same gender so that they could have, like, a bestie. But both of them would have, like, sexual fun with each other. All right, this story's turning me on. <laughs> I know. Gosh, but in this story... I'm, I'm one of those Neanderthals, and you're one of those Neanderthals, and we're having sex. <laughs> I know, and nobody looks at us weird or anything like that, and we can, like, get married. I mean, are, are we getting married? I, we are. <laughs> did, you just, did you just propose to me? I, yes. <laughs> yes. You, you have a ring? <laughs> I've been hiding in different places around the house for David to find just so he has my ring signs. Well, it's not my, I, I know it's my ring size. Well, whenever we kind of like, this, I'm, I'm just trying to match. Oh, oh, oh we're, the width of, we're about to fuck. going <laughs> <laughs> to happen. <clears throat> well, here we are, man. 
countryside. Didn't even tell her I was leaving. what I'm feeling just a tinge of right now. Wait a minute, was that a happy moment in the movie or? It was, yeah. But it, but it had questions in it too is all. Like, you know. I just doesn't have questions. I don't have, I just am. I mean. I mean, if you have questions that are fun, I'm happy to answer. <laughs> Your fun sex questions, but <laughs> if, 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 if you have questions like when's this girl gonna grow a dick, then that's not gonna fucking happen. <laughs> okay, I'll think of another question. <laughs> Wait, that was one of your questions? No, it's not one of your fucking questions. You gotta be kidding me. No, I was, that was like a joke when I said it. I, 
I went, not literally that. I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, like we're not going to be able to have like kids, you know, because of how our parts, not so much how they work, but how they don't work. But the way, you know, we, we're missing the... <laughs> say it, go ahead, say it. The dick. The we're missing the dick. We're missing the sperm. We can, there are sperm banks. We can get sperm. Is that well? That's that's a question. Okay, that's the kind of thing that was probably going. It's not on. a fun question. <laughs> it's not a fun it's question. A biology so. question. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, we said our first fight. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was leaning in to give you a hug, man. You you I you you were leaning to the, to your left, and I was leaning. falling. <laughs> I, yeah, I was falling, and you turned my fall into a sexual embrace. That's what you just did, man. Well, my question is, why did you have so much to drink? Are you trying to like loosen up so maybe you can explore some? I'm trying. To, I'm trying to. Loo- I'm, I'm trying to get. This out of my head. Man. <laughs> it's like you're you're my best bro, man, and you are coming on to me like nonstop. <laughs> and I, I I told you I was upfront with you, like look, I, this is not gonna go that way. I'm not that way. No offense, but back the fuck I'm off. Not offended. <laughs> I'm really not offended. I'm not. I'm just I'm just saying, okay? You felt at the same time that I went to hug you. I mean, ultimately, I stopped you from hitting the ground, didn't I? Yeah, but we still wound up on the ground, and then you rolled on top of me. I know. Let's look at At the same time, you know, I heard like some rattling up above, and I was where the light fixture came undone, and it was gonna like hit me, so I was like, oh! <laughs> hey, sorry, man. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not gonna happen, Told you. Told you. Alright? You want to keep hopping, or were you? I think there's a pretty cool place down the road. Was it like Syracuse? I saw a little place right here where, where, where you can make your own pots. Where? <laughs> where, 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 where what? what, 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 what <laughs> dude! Dude! That is what? I, I was I was gesturing. Oh, over there. Yeah. What were? It's a little place where you can make your own pots. I, I was the one trying to do that. Stop going to go. Trying to hold my hand. Let's go. Dude! What are you freaking out about? I'm trying to have a good time. And you're like, let's go make some fucking pots. Let's just be platonic about it. Pound it. Well, Day with David. He left when I brought up marriage. 
Then you came over and you're wearing the ring that I was going to make David give me. And yeah. we're in the bed breakfast that I always dreamed of being on a honeymoon for. It's hard for me to just like whoosh, that all away, okay? All right. I'm going to get a strap on. <laughs> I am going to fuck you until you don't think of David. Right? That way you'll get some dick. Right? I, what are you doing right now? What, what, what? You're skipping the foreplay? You're just skipping the foreplay. Mm-hmm. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to get a strap on and we're going we're we're gonna to jump right to the strap on. Why are you acting like this now? A minute ago you were all upset thinking about Dave, which I'm happy you're not anymore, but just me saying strap on turned you into this. I'm sorry. Thinking about David, David's got a dick. All right, well, I too have, I have many dicks, all right? <laughs> Think about that. I do, because I do. Not all here. A lot of them are here. <laughs> extra bag I, I, I brought that kept buzzing in the trunk. <laughs> that, that, is, that, is, that, is, that is magic time. That is <laughs> sensitive on button. Okay, right. well, we'll, we'll fuck with the strap on, then we'll go out to the bar. Okay, that's, that, now that's a plan right there. Mm-hmm. We, we, this, I hope the bars are open late, because this has been a long day. Yeah, it's a very long day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See ya. 
just like one of those movies where you're standing there with the music and he's saying, I want you back. This is so <laughs> romantic. <laughs> Do I actually get back? Romantic this is. This is so oh my god, it's so romantic! 